0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Never Made Farsi. My name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains.
1: Hello, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone's staying safe and healthy. Uh, my name is Dave Rivera, and you can find me on Twitter at drivero one two two two.
2: Salutations, my good brethren. You, it's your boy Maverick. You can find me on Twitter at Heartbreak underscore underscore
3: Kid. I didn't know we were doing intros today, so I didn't come up with anything witty or freeze up. I'm Aaron and you can find me on Twitter at AaronPfree.
0: I like how you have to prepare to freeze up.
3: Well, I mean, no, because I prepare to say something and then freeze up.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully we don't have any freezing happening. In our next series of episodes, I think it's a series of episodes. I'm yeah, it's gonna have to be because we aren't doing it all today. We are playing a tabletop role-playing game that involves fantasy that I'm not going to say the brand name of. Um, we we're playing a version of that game that's going to be DM'd by one of our friends, friends from college, and we are being joined in the party by a fiance of the pod. Is that I? I guess we'll say that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we will introduce uh, Lauren first. Lauren, hello.
4: Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: Have you? like technically been on the podcast before besides just like sitting there and interjecting occasionally
4: i don't i don't actually think so i think this is the first time
0: well welcome we're glad to have you
4: oh thanks
0: and we are being uh dm by our wonderful dm daddy
5: uh evan dunn hello am i supposed to shout out my twitter sure
1: yeah man plug whatever. i don't
5: i don't think i've used twitter in a year and a half
1: well you better get on and vote for the poll
2: so that we can beat BYU in this ultimate fan contest.
5: Oh, I've been I use it to like DM with people, but I don't I don't tweet. But you can find me on Twitter at Evan D Dunn. I um I, I do have a well, I'm going to start a photography Instagram and once that <laughs> starts when my phone's no longer broken, I'll start plugging that. Yeah, man. Plug plug whatever you want.
0: Uh Lauren, would you like to shout out your
5: social medias?
4: I have tweeted for the first time in like two months, so <laughs> I think up good on that. Oh, or you can follow me on Instagram at Latuno, L-E-T-U-N-O.
5: I always wonder how, how to pronounce to be...
4: that. Yeah. Latuno. It's, it's like an old joke. It's not even worth explaining anymore. Okay. Just...
5: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I believe you. But yeah. So when we,
0: Evan has ever done anything close <laughs> to <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons before, um, but he is a dungeon master. So we are going to follow his lead. We are going to make ourselves a little story. And he already has a world um, that he's um, played in before that he has created alongside some of his friends and some of our mutual friends. So we're gonna do all that good stuff. What do you suggest would be the best first thing to do, Evan?
5: The best first thing to do, okay. So, um, I guess, well, we, everybody started putting their characters together. Um, names and backstories, um, which is the good part. Um, but now we got to get to the crunchy part, which is rolling up stats, um, and, uh, going from there. So I guess we can start there unless anybody has questions or they want me to say, clarify anything before we get started.
1: So as I'm looking at the sheet, obviously you have your six main, you have strength, dex, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Yeah. Um, and right next to it, you have a bunch of stuff. This is like acrobatics, arcana athletics. Can you explain the skills?
5: Yeah. Does so you, you have, everyone has six fundamental attributes that you just mentioned. Um, and the way that works is you're going to get a number and we'll, I'll show you how to get the number in a second. And I'm definitely going to mess something up in our character sheets. And I, if you guys have fans, they're going to yell at me and that's just okay. Um, (laughs) or if you have D and D fans, I mean, uh, they're going to yell at me. Um, but anyways, uh, so those are your six, um, fundamental attributes. And then next that you have skills. And so some skills you, you'll notice that every skill has the name of the skill and then in parentheses, what main attribute is attributed to that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um so that's where you get your modifiers for your skills but you get to pick a certain number of skills based on your class and race and a couple other things um that you have proficiency in and when you have proficiency in a skill you get to add your proficiency modifier which is at the top to your skill role so you know if you i'm not looking at the the um I'm not looking at the I guess I could pull up a character sheet really fast um, Yeah, so intimidation for example is charisma. So if you are which means You roll an intimidation check and you would add your charisma modifier But if you are proficient in that skill, which means you checked it on the left You get to also add your proficiency bonus, which might be plus one plus two plus three whatever so you get to add extra to the role So that's where skills are are come in handy. Uh, so that's the difference between skills and um, your attributes, your main things here, you'll see above skills, you'll see saving throws and you see the same six attributes written again. Um, every, I think it's a race thing. Every race is, has two of those that they're proficient in, which means if you have to make a saving throw, you get to add your proficiency bonus to those. And that'll make more sense when we get there. Cool. Um, but other than that, I guess we can go ahead and get started. So um, I guess also, disclaimer normally we would roll characters in advance and not like go through all of this but these guys have never played before so it's this will be kind of fun and wild so who wants to go first i'll do it let's all right, do cool. it cool everybody <laughs> open the player's handbook to make this a lot easier okay um all right noctis were for swift river swift, swift river yeah that was easier than i thought um Noctis, is that like, isn't that the name of the lead character in Final Fantasy? Final Final Fantasy. Final, <laughs> Final Fantasy, Fantasy 15. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. That's right. All right. I'm going to call you How to shout it out. Okay, cool. Nice. Um, That's cool. What is, your, let's do race. So what is your race? Uh, I am a human, human. Right? Okay, cool. Yes. Um, you are a human. So let's go to human, which is on page um. 29 of the non-branded, non-descript general generic role-playing game system that we are using, (laughs) Um, which also, uh, never mind. So uh, you'll see some fluff, you'll see some color text at the top, um, and then we'll get into the fun part. Um, So, um, wow, there's a lot for human. I don't know if I've ever, there's like so many, anyways, so see where it (laughs) says traits? That's where we're starting. Um, so find it. what we're going to do is the first thing you're going to do is you have six rolls you have to make you roll four D six and you take the three highest and I'm going to make sure that that's right. But, um, and you do that six times. Actually, everybody can do that if they, if they want right now, um, everybody should roll six or excuse me, everybody should roll four D six and then take the three highest numbers add them together and do that six times and write them down Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Take the four D sixes roll the four D sixes six times
5: Well roll the yes, but every time you roll them take the three highest numbers and add those together and then so are those those gonna are... be
3: our six main
5: stats correct but don't assign them yet because you're not gonna know where to assign them until you look at your class Start it. So, so just, just write, write them it. on the top of the paper or something um, And while you do this, I'll explain a little bit. So these numbers represent your stat for each attribute But they don't represent But and then you use I guess this is the way I should say it, you use that number uh, That stat number to find a modifier and the modifier is what you add to dice rolls to do stuff in the game for example if you are a strength based character and you hit things hard with your hard stick, you roll and you add your strength modifier because that's what's necessary for most melee attacks. If you are, unless you are um, a finesse style person, in which case you would use your dexterity modifier. um, And then if you cast a lot of spells, then you would use whatever your spell casting modifier is, which we are not getting to yet because spells are the most tricky part in the early game to learn so um so here are my here are my final numbers so for my
1: first roll i got 10 second i got 10 third i got 11 fourth i got 10 fifth i got 15 and sixth, i got 15.
5: wow your character's awful how
1: did you roll that bad wow ouch (laughs) did you say 10 10 11 15 15. i said 10 10 11 10 15. 15. oh my god that's so bad okay (laughs) yeah
5: (laughs) pick Take two of the 10s and re-roll them because that's so bad. I don't want you to have a character that sucks that bad. All right, cool.
1: (laughs) I'll I'll re-roll two of the 10s.
5: If you were like a really experienced player, I might force you to do that because that's hilarious. But uh, (laughs) if you've never played before, it would be so rough. Uh,
1: So my first roll was a 16. uh, And the next one
5: was... A 16 as well. Holy crap. Okay. Perfect. So now you have a much more well rounded character. Yeah, so, so 16, 16, 11, 10,
1: 15, 15.
5: Okay. Perfect. That sounds a lot more realistic. So now we're going to jump back to that human uh, thing. Um, basically, uh, you're going to get stuff for being a human and you're going to get stuff for being whatever your class is. And your class is a rogue. Rogue. Cool. So. Uh, you, you're going to just read this down and these are the basic things. So ability score increase. So this is pretty cool. Humans get plus one to their abilities. So, um, all your numbers go up one. Oh, cool. All right. Which is like the main benefit of being a human. They don't get a lot of other stuff that a lot of the other races get, but that's like something that's kind of really cool that they get, um, age, they work, you know, age, they work exactly like humans in the real world. So you can put that at whatever you want. So in I was you thinking at the top. Okay, that's a 28 is the cool. age that I was So thinking. you're a 28 year old human, you know, you're in, you're in your prime. Um and then alignment. So I as most people do have weird feelings on alignment in D&D. I don't like the idea of picking if you are evil or good before you play the game cuz then you start doing things and either you do like either you're an evil character and you do something good and i don't want to be like you can't do that right because your character is evil and he's not going to just give a bunch of money to a charity or help this person like move a cow or something like so that's i find that really weird i kind of like to play where your alignment is just you know how you play and you'll start to, you know, form an alignment and you'll see what, whether or not you keep making consistently like chaotic decisions or more neutral decisions. And you can sort of assign that to yourself instead of like trying to pigeonhole yourself from the beginning into whether or not you're evil or good. And if you go into the game being like, I kind of want to be so- sort of a dick and I kind of want to be evil. And I kind of just want to like kill random people. You can do that and you will be evil, but that way you don't get forced into like weird decisions later in the game. Size, do you know how tall you're going to be?
1: Um, I was going like five,
5: seven. So a short boy.
1: Yeah. I got a sneak, man. I got a sneak. <laughs> I love that. Right, you're just hide. making yourself. Yeah. Is that to say? Well, I was going to be an, I was going to be a half elf, but Lauren took that. So I was, uh,
5: <laughs> so you just made a short, you're not 28, right? But
4: no, I'm not 28.
5: A short 28 year old. Um,
1: that's hilarious here. I'll, I'll, I'll make him, I'll make him super short. I'll make him like five,
5: three. No, you can make him 5'8". I was just messing with you. Are you me. sure? No, Are no, no. Sure? He said 5'7". 5'7". No, be, be as tall as the person that you want to be. Be who you want to be, man. Okay. Okay. I'm All back right. to it. So, speed, your base walking speed is 30 feet. You need to write that in. There's like a little thing that says yep, it I see yes. speed. Languages. So, this is the way I usually do this. Uh, you have Everyone has common automatically. And the way, and then everybody will have certain languages based on what they choose. So you as a human get an extra language. So it can be anything okay. you want and then you can look up all the languages. I think I know what you're going to pick. Um, what do you think I'm gonna pick? I think you're going to pick Orcish cause I think that makes sense for your, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, that's exactly what I was going to pick. <laughs> yeah.
5: For your backstory. Um, okay, cool. So, and then, so, so That's languages. We'll go there. So that is your human stuff. And then you want to scroll until we get to rogue because now we're doing the fun stuff, the class build. God, rogues are so much fun in D and D. My first ever character was a rogue. All right. I'm on the rogue. Okay, cool. So you see that there's a table. Yep. Okay. That table is going to be your shortcut as you level up. Um, so you see at first level your proficiency bonus is plus two so write plus or write plus two or two However, you want to think about it in your proficiency bonus thing at the top of your page top left of your page yep. um, And your sneak attack is 1d6 you need to write this down because this is really important for a rogue So you have 1d6 um, Is your sneak attack and you can put that <clears throat> I'd probably put it in the section. That's like attacks I would probably put it underneath down there like sneak attack e- or SA equals 1d6 Um and then we'll get into the class features. So
1: where it says attacks and spellcasting, I want to put S A for sneak attack. Does anything go into attack bonus?
5: Uh, takes put that underneath everything, and I'll Am explain. Right? You're 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 in the right spot, but you know how there's like three grayed out little lines, and then there's just extra space. Yes. Put it in the extra space, and I'll explain what those gray lines are for when we get to that part, which is ah, okay. the last part of your character creation, okay. basically. Um, and then we're going to go to class features here. This is where you're going to need your dice. So your what is your so now you need to assign your those six numbers you picked you need to assign them into your uh into each one of those little things um so it's a good time to like flip through here and see what you'll need so if you've thought at all about those there's archetypes um there's the thief archetype the assassin archetype and the arcane trickster archetype um for rogues um the Arcane Trickster is the one that adds spells later on when you get um, uh, When you get into it um, so You need to decide where you want to put your high numbers and your low numbers basically, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, you can do this however you want um, But obviously certain numbers are gonna be better for certain things. So like rogues use typically use uh, finesse weapons um, which are simple light weapons. They can also use like rapiers is a finesse. Rapier is a finesse weapon, but you can also use a strength weapon if you want to make your rogue like super strong. Um, but finesse weapons, instead of adding um, your strength modifier, you add your dexterity modifier. So you'd probably want a higher dexterity if you were going to do that. Um, if you wanted to be an arcane trickster, you cast spells using your intelligence, so you would want to have a high intelligence. Does that make sense? Those type of things. Yes. Yeah. And you know you probably aren't going to take too many hits even though one d like d8 is your hit die which is pretty good but it's like also pretty low so you're probably not gonna take too many hits so you might not need as high of a constitution um and that type of thing so you want to assign your you want to assign those numbers to the six different things
1: uh so do i need to tell you where i assign them or do I just keep trying? Uh, you
5: do not need to tell me. Just write them in the, there's, okay. in, you see where the attributes are? There's the big ones yep. and the small ones. So I yep. write, the, I write the, the main number in the big one, but I know some people think that that's backwards and they write the, I, I've never seen, I don't know if there's an official way to do it. Either write it in the big or the small circle, whichever one. You Got it. Want. And then in the other circle, whichever you chose, you have to write this. So the, this is how you, this is the main part of D&D. So if you can listen up everybody, this is how it works. Um, those numbers attribute to or create modifiers and this is how the modifiers work. You subtract 10 and divide by 2. So if you have 18, you subtract 10, you have 8, divide by 2, you have 4. So that's a plus 4 modifier. Okay. So in other words, 10 and the way it works is you don't round in your favor. You round. So 10 is a zero, is a plus zero, 11 is a plus zero, 12 is a plus one, 13 is a plus one, 14 is a plus two, 15 is a plus two, right? Does that make sense? 16 yes. is yep. plus three, mm-hmm. 17 is a plus three, 18, okay. So do your modifiers really fast. Are they all done? Look at the math whiz, are they all done? <laughs> <laughs> so for,
1: can you read off the modifiers one more time? Like the numbers?
5: So, you're starting from 10, you mean? Yep. So, 10 is 0, 11 is 0, 12 is 2, or excuse me, 12 is 1, 13 is 1, 14 is 2, 15 is 2, 16 is 3, 17 is 3, 18 is 4, 19 is 4, 20 is 5. Perfect. Got it okay, done. Okay. Cool. So, this is how you get your hit point. So, you see there's like a little thing that says uh, hit die? Yep. And a line? Mm hmm. Yeah. You want to write 1d8. Cause you're first level and I'll explain hit die later on. You don't need to know about that. Right.
1: Do I, do I write that in total or just under?
5: Uh, write it on that line at the top. Okay. One D eight and you'll change. That'll go up with your level. Actually, okay. every single level, you'll take the first number and add one. So like one D eight, two D eight, three D eight, all the way up to 20 D eight. So this is how you get your first hit points. What's your constitution modifier? My constitution modifier is zero. <laughs> zero. So you have eight hit points. Okay. Your first hit points are eight plus your constitution modifier. Um, and then this is where you'll, when we'll level up for the first time together too. Um, and then you guys can start leveling up by yourselves. But later when you level up, you roll a D eight and you add your constitution modifier and that's how you, um, get more hit points. See, so, I, lied. I forgot to add, I forgot to add the plus
1: one for the human so hold on oh, just okay. give me one more second give me oh. one second i forgot to <laughs> i gotta i gotta redo this really quick it's okay it doesn't so matter is, is 17 the is, first th- time. is 17 3 as well is that the mo- is that the yes
5: uh yes 17 is 3 thank you Colby. okay
1: Paying so
5: all right so my strength
1: is okay so actually my constitution modifier is one
5: okay so you have nine hit
1: points nine hit points okay where do I put
5: where uh, there should be a hit point, like hit point maximum thing.
1: Yep. There we go. Okay. Yep, and I just it, write nine.
5: Yep. That's going to be like where you take hits and stuff. Got it. Um, okay. So now is the fun. Well, I mean, I think this is the fun stuff. Armor is light. You, you have proficiency in light armor, which means you can wear light armor and you don't take any hits. Um, you are proficient in simple weapons. Hand crossbows, long swords, rapiers, short swords. So just remember that, um, and you don't have to like you don't have to write it down or anything. You'll be able to always reference this page. Um, tools you you'll you're proficient in these tools, which we'll get to in a second. Saving throws. This is where you want to check in those little boxes. I said um, you mm-hmm. want to check dexterity and intelligence.
1: Right. So uh, my dexterity is seventeen.
5: So you have a plus three so three yep yep so in but you're proficient in that so you check you want to check that you see next to in that little box that i said where it says saving throws yes uh you check that and then you your your saving throw which is different from like an attack it'll be like if someone's trying to do something um or like if a rock's about to fall on you i might say roll a dexterity saving throw um that's when you would use your saving throws and you get proficiency in that. So you get to add your proficiency bonus. So instead of plus three in that situation, you write plus four. So you can write that on that little line next to it.
1: So I get plus four for dex. Okay.
5: Yep. And that's also true for intelligence. So put both of those in the little saving throws. And that's not for rolling damage, that's for saving throws, which are, that'll become second nature to you. And then your skills. Choose four from the list of skills it says there, and do exactly what you just did. So, um, acrobatics, athletics, deception, insight, intimidation, investigation, perception, performance, persuasion, sleight of hand, stealth. They're all. Those are the skills that are listed on that. Those aren't all the skills. Those are the skills you can choose from, um, and you can check. Four of those and then you get to add your proficiency modifier plus your normal modifier to those skills and write it on the little line next to it And while you're doing that, we'll go ahead and get started on the next person and then we'll do the very last thing for you right, And perfect. we can go quicker now that everybody's sort of seen the first one take place um, So Colby, what is your race?
0: Uh, so Karen Boumier is a gnome
5: he is a gnome. I love it. She
0: is a gnome.
5: She is a gnome. Oh, okay. Ooh. I apologize yes. for assuming. I'm looking at gnome now. So let's go to gnome traits. Let's see what you get. So you have all your numbers, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So you'll need to remember this whenever we get down to assigning your things, but your intelligence score will go up by two. Nice. Because gnomes are smart. Smart boys. And girls. Um, yeah, and girls. <laughs> and how old are you? 25 oh you're young um that's cool you're like you're kind of like a teen a gnome teenager um we talked about alignment that's not my favorite thing how tall are you
0: i am three foot six
5: three foot six i love it that's that's like tall well no that's probably right in the middle for a
0: it's right in the middle it's on like the tall side of the middle
5: yeah um so your speed is 25. You need to write that in your thing, which means you're slower than your human counterpart there. Um, this is something that you just need to write down wherever skills may be, but you have dark vision. Um, dark vision means you can see in the dark and dim conditions up to 60 feet. Um, and uh, you don't need to write down how far you can see because I'll ask if you have dark vision and you can say yes. Gnome cunning, your advantage. This is important. You have advantage on intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws against magic, which that not is not going to make any sense to you right now, but it's a very big thing. It's a very big reason to play a gnome. So you, you want to write down advantage on intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. By the way, advantage means you roll two dice and you take the higher one. Nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You can speak, read, and write common and gnomish. Mm -hmm. obviously. And then I like to do this thing where if you're not playing a human, I also like to give you an extra language, just if you're, if you want to have an extra language. Um, Elvish, is that a tongue? Yep, go for it. Yes, Elvish. Cool. Um, And then there are two sub races. I don't know if you looked at those.
0: I am a forest gnome.
5: You're a forest gnome. Okay. So a forest gnome means your dexterity score will go up by one, so you can make a note of that. Um, and <laughs> you get the cantrip minor illusion, which is cool, actually. Minor illusion is very, comes in basically you can create like tricks and stuff with uh, a little bit of magic just by, just at will. That's what a cantrip means. Um, and you can speak with small beasts. Through sound and gestures, you can communicate simple ideas with small or smaller beasts. Forest gnomes loves animals and often keep squirrels, badgers, rabbits, moles, woodpeckers, and other creatures as beloved pets.
0: Squeak, squeakerson.
5: Do you want to have a pet? It won't be like a battle pet that can fight with you, but if you want to have like a small pet, you can keep one. Maybe I'll find one. Okay, cool. Um perfect. So what is your um class? Fighter. Oh, yeah. A no fighter. That's the funniest. Oh, that is so funny. I love that. I absolutely love that. Okay. <laughs> um okay, fighter is page 70. Um Fighters are awesome, by the way, in D&D. Just stupid amounts of, of power that they can hit. Um, so your proficiency bonus is plus two. So write that in your proficiency bonus thing. Um, you're more tanky, so your hit die is a D10. So you can write one D10 on that hit die line. Uh, and now you need to assign your numbers. Right? You need to assign your attributes if you haven't already done it. Um, obviously, fighters need strength. Um, They just need a lot of strength because that will have them um, hit harder. Um, and constitution will help because constitution will make them be able to take more hits. Did I did my video freeze?
0: Yes, it did, Um, while you're unfreezing it. So do you need to know my six numbers up front?
5: You don't have to tell them to me, no. I mean, you can if you really want, but I don't need to know them. I'll probably tell you mine just to make sure I didn't do something wrong. <laughs> Um, but once, once you assign them, make sure you add the plus ones for the two ones that you got for being a no, did you do that?
0: Um, I have, I know which two they go on. I know they go on intelligence. So once you
5: assign, once you assign them, make sure you do that. All right. Give me a second. Okay. We'll jump real fast back to David. Sure. Did you do it? Did you assign your numbers? Uh, yeah. So my strength is 11.
1: So, which means I have a modifier of zero, right? Correct. Dex is 17, which is a modifier of three, right? Awesome.
5: Perfect. Great choices.
1: Constitution, Constitution is 12, okay. uh, which is one. Yeah. Correct. Uh, intelligence is 16.
5: Which is what? 16
1: is three. 16 is three. Yep.
5: Uh, Wisdom, 16,
1: which is three. And then charisma is 17, which is three.
5: Awesome. And I think your mic just died. Oh, mine just died. Yeah. Ooh, it's connected to my connected. To does, my, he, uh, d- does he sound really weird for anybody else?
0: Yeah. It also sounds different to me.
5: Okay. I'll fix it. Um, okay, cool. And then, y- so what you need to do if you scroll down a little bit, um, David. Yep. You, oh, it's back. Whatever you did just works. Perfect. Uh, scroll down a little bit and you should see the starting equipment. Yeah. Okay. That's the next, that's the last thing you need to pick. So you can either have a rapier or a short sword. I'm going to go short sword. Okay. You know what a rapier is, right? Yeah. It's for parrying. And stuff, yeah, right? basically. Um, you you need a, you can have a short bow with a quiver of 20 arrows or a another short sword.
1: Can I make a request? Can I do a crossbow? Is that a possibility?
5: Um, I think so. Or is that something
1: for another class?
5: technically this is like the official starting equipment but i mean i can give you whatever i want to give you if but, i mean
1: i don't want i don't want to start <laughs> making <laughs> you can take you, you can about. have a hand
5: crossbow which means you're proficient in right hand crossbows like a well. one like a, like yeah, a like one like a one-handed hand yeah hand you can crossbow. have that and you can have 20 bolts yeah that's good. Cool. okay and then do you want a burglars pack a dungeoneer's pack or an explorer's pack
1: does it have somewhere where it explains the difference
5: uh, at the bottom, you can scroll down all the way to, like, the appendix or something. Um, uh, and then you also need – you take leather armor, uh, two daggers, and these tools.
1: Okay, so basically I've got a short sword, hand crossbow with 20 bolts. Um, I'll figure out the pack thing, and I'll get okay. that picked.
5: Yeah, and, and then... once I get everybody picks their weapons, we're gonna scroll to the bottom and all look at the weapon stuff, and I'll tell you what to write in your, in your weapon thing. Perfect. And then, David, you've got sneak attack, and oh, it does. Yeah. Honestly, it's very confusing, so you just gotta read it. But basically, the way I have always played it is, if you're hidden and you make an attack, you get sneak attack damage. Obviously, right. If you flank a um, someone that you're your uh, uh, party members already engaged in or an allies already engaged in, you get sneak attack damage.
1: Okay, so they both I get sneak attack for both.
5: Correct. Um, and you can't disengage for free yet. That's something that you'll get later at fifth level. So that's where we are for now. We'll jump right back to fighter. Did you assign your um, things?
0: Yes, this is when I have to like do the math, right?
5: <laughs> Correct, did you do the math? yes okay
0: so my strength is three okay dexterity three three. constitution one um intelligence three uh wisdom one and charisma zero i don't have any friends
5: okay (laughs) okay cool so your your hit points are 10 plus your constitution modifier which is 11 i believe right yes um, okay, and then your hit points at later levels are a, your hit die, which is a D10 plus um, your Constitution modifier. So you are proficient in all armor. That's what's great about being a um, uh, fighter is you can't really be slowed down by anything. And shields, you can have a shield, which we'll get down to in a minute. Um, simple weapons, martial weapons, which are, by the way, all weapons. Um, no tool proficiencies because you're not really supposed to be that smart. You're just like smacking things. Um, And then your saving throws, you need to check constitution and strength in the saving throw thing. And you get to add your normal modifier plus your proficiency because you're proficient in those. Um, Skills. In the skills thing, you can choose two from the ones that are listed there. Acrobatics, animal handling, athletics, history, insight, intimidation, perception, and survival. And just to clarify one more time, that means that you get to add your modifier for whatever the little thing is next to it, plus your proficiency because you're proficient in it. Alright. So what do you get at first level? You get a fighting fighting style and second win. Oh wait, let's do your equipment first actually. Your equipment. You either get chain mail or leather armor.
0: Uh, leather makes more sense for my backstory.
5: Okay. So you have leather armor um, and you get a longbow with 20 arrows and you can you don't have to pick the exact weapon because we'll get it at the bottom, but you get a martial weapon and a shield or two martial weapons. Um, you can decide if you want to thing. You can also get a light crossbow with 20 bolts or two hand axes, and hand axes you can throw.
0: I am stacked. Good yeah, lord. Yeah,
5: you're absolutely stacked. <laughs> ha- hand axes, by the way, you, a can, unit. you can chuck them like tomahawks and stuff.
0: Where's the list of weapons?
5: Uh, it's at it's in the an appendix at the bottom, which I'm not I don't know the page off the top of my head and we're going to get to all the weapons. So if you just want to remember what you need to get like you need to get either a martial weapon and a shield or two martial weapons. Um, then we'll, when we scroll down there and then you can do a light crossbow or two hand axes um, and then you get a Dungeoneers or exploring pack, And then the next thing you have to do is you get your first thing, which is a fighting style. So, you archery, defense, dueling, great weapon fighting, protection, two-weapon fighting. You can see all those, right?
0: Oh, I started scrolling looking for oh. weapons. Give me a second. Okay, fighting styles.
5: Yes. So, fighting styles, pick one of those. I'm, I know exactly which one you're going to pick.
0: Uh, actually, the one I'm going to pick is dueling.
5: Oh, not archery? Nope. Okay. So, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. Pick one of those um, and... Just pay attention to what it does. You get plus two to damage rolls with that weapon when you're wielding a melee weapon in one hand and no other weapons, you gain a plus two. Got it. Okay, Um, and then the last thing you get is a second win. So on your turn, you can use a bonus action to regain hit points equal to 1d10 plus your fighter level, which means you can heal yourself and you roll 1d10 plus one because that's what your level is. Um, And then you can't use it again until you rest. Got it. All right, who's next? I'll go. And then we're going to do weapons at the end. All right, Aaron, what are you? I, uh, uh Paramar
3: Sergione is a barbarian half orc or half orc barbarian. I don't know
5: which one goes first. You are a half orc barbarian. Okay, give me a yes. second to pull it up. So let's go to the, did you pull up half orc? Yes. On page 40. Okay. Yes. So you're, you've got, you make note of this stuff. Um, And when you assign, unless you've already assigned your, unless you're ahead of me, you've already assigned your six stats. I have not. Okay. Your strength score goes up by two Mm because orcs are ballers. Um, Mm -hmm. And your constitution (laughs) score goes up by one. So once you assign those, uh, make sure you add two and one. And you're not not adding that to the modifier. You're adding that to the big number. Yes. Okay. Um, What, how old are you? I am 19. 19, so you're actually an adult because I believe orcs have shorter lifespans. Yes, they reach adulthood at 14. There you go. We already talked about alignment size. Uh, I am 6'6". 6'6", nice, love it. Uh, And you're a medium. Everyone here, well, actually, the gnome is not medium, but everybody else is medium. The gnome is small. (laughs) Uh, Your speed is 30. Okay. You have dark vision as well. Okay, where did you say I put that? Uh, I just write it in uh, somewhere that you'll remember it like I think there's like a skills or something section
3: there or traits uh, or something. features and traits
5: yeah put it there dark vision okay um, and then you have proficiency in the intimidation skill so you can go ahead and go to that skill list and check intimidation okay and then we'll we'll add to that in a minute um savage attacks when you score a critical hit with a melee weapon you can roll one of the weapons damage die one additional time holy shit that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even know that i don't think i've ever played a half orc. um okay We're, we'll come back to that once you're in battle but when you get a critical hit which means you're rolling that 20 uh, mm-hmm. you ins- you can roll one of the weapons damage die an additional time and add it to the extra damage so you get You'll, the way I do it is you roll the da- you get to roll the damage and double it, and then you get to roll another die on top of that. So, like, if you rolled a 12 on your hit, you'd get 24, plus you get to reroll it again. Let's say you got a three, and you'd add three more. Okay. Um, because you're an orc. That's awesome. <laughs> so, languages. You know, common and orc, or orcish. Mm-hmm. I think they don't call it orcish, because orcish might be, like, trademarked by Tolkien, I think. <laughs> but anyways... Um, and then I like to give another, I like to give another, um, language. Uh, what would make sense is I believe, so yeah, you can see it here. Orc doesn't have its own alphabet. It's written in dwarven, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's completely different. Um, so dwarven makes sense or dwarvish makes sense, but you can do whatever you want. Okay.
1: Yeah. Dwarvish works.
5: Okay, cool. So you can read and write that as well. And then we're going to scroll.
1: Sorry. Quick question. So since, should I also write mine to dwarven? Since I, I or should I keep it as orcish?
5: I, I think it makes the most sense for it to be orcish, right? Okay, cool.
1: No, I, was just, I, was just, I mean, yeah, that's
5: it, totally your decision, but to me it makes sense because you would be able to speak with orcs if yeah, you okay. were orcish.
1: That's fine. I just didn't know if we wanted to specify. Okay. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah. And then you are a what? I am a barbarian. Ba- oh,
5: hell yeah. Dude, you're playing one of the most classic characters in D&D, an orc barbarian. That's awesome.
3: He, he's okay. Leroy
5: Jenkins. Yeah. <laughs> All right, barbarians are tanks. Barbarians are awesome. Um, Although I don't know where the thing is. Okay, I'm looking at barbarian. So you see your table? Yes. So you have a proficiency bonus of two, so put that in your proficiency thing. Mm -hmm. We'll get to your uh, features in a second. This is important, though. You need to write this down. You have two rages. This is like a very important feature of the um, barbarian. You get to Rage, and when, you're ra- when you Rage, uh, you get to take half damage from non-magical weapon attacks. Mm-hmm. So every time you get hit, it's half damage. Okay. Um, and your Rage damage, you get a modifier for being in a Rage, is plus two, so you need to write that down as well somewhere.
3: Okay. Uh, should I just put those in Features and Traits as well?
5: Sure, and then you, whenever we get to the weapons, it, remind me, and I'll explain how that works. Okay. Okay, and then your now you need to assign your attributes. Um, obviously, Constitution and Strength are the ones to go for here, the big ones. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, you're going to get a con, but don't forget you're going to get that plus two Constitution and plus one Strength bonus for being an Orc in the first place. Yes, um, um, so don't forget about that when you assign.
3: Though. Mm-hmm. Did you say to put the big numbers in the square and then the divide? Uh,
5: whatever makes circle? sense to you. That's the way. Make, that's the way I've I've always done it. But okay. Alright, while you assign, should I go ahead and get the next person started? Yeah, that's fine. Alright, who's next? I can go. Mav. Okay, let's do. You're a dragonborn. Oop. I, I guess I stole a that from born. you. I should have let you say that.
2: <laughs> and my name is Oshin. How wait OShin? Oshin? O-I-S-I with an accent in.
5: Oshin. I'll just pretend like I have a lisp every time I say it. Okay. <laughs> dragonborn i don't think i've ever played with a dragonborn before
2: there's a first for everything
5: um except i also can't find it
2: are you if you're in if you're trying to look on the book it looks like it's 32
5: 32 if you're 32. if you're on
2: if you're in the drive
3: 27 i have a question evan yeah what's up um, if my numbers are below ten, are they negatives or just zero? They are negatives. Nice. So if it's negative two and a half, would I round it down to negative three?
5: What's the number?
3: Uh, or sorry, it's seven. So <laughs> subtract <laughs> ten. That's negative three. So negative one and a half. Would that be negative two?
5: Negative two. Yes. But nice. what is that in
3: dexterity? <laughs>
5: um <laughs> seven is so low i could, i often will let people roll them when they're very low and they're like that far below set 10 but i also think that you might want that so
3: yeah well do you want me to tell you what my six numbers are because i feel like they're relatively balanced i have a seven and a nine but okay. then i have 13 14 17 and 17
5: oh yeah that's okay yeah if you keep seven and nine then you, 17 17 is fine okay cool okay maverick Dragonborn traits. So your strength score increases by two and your charisma by one. Oh, yeah, make note of that. How old are you?
2: I'm 23. Okay, so I'm still (laughs) like I'm basically like a middle-aged well not even middle-aged but middle-aged to a human Mm. Because they are uh, basically independent at a very young age. I think like three you're you go through like a period of where you're like raised until three one of your parents leaves at three basically to go do their own thing i think you're like fully ready to go by 15
5: okay so I've, what size are you
2: i am six five
5: nice so you're shorter than the org Ooh, is that gonna be a little no, just kidding. um and your medium your size your speed is 30,
2: 30.
5: uh do you know your ancestry
2: Yes, and so I had a question about that because it comes in yeah. my backstory that I'm a little mixed. Uh, for those that don't know, they are basically two patron dragons,
4: mm-hmm. and
2: so each one kind of has colors that mix both. I was wondering if you would allow for me to have a color of one and then the attack slash resistance of another.
5: Oh, interesting. So you want the aspects of one, but you want to look like the other one. Mm, yes. Uh, sure. What, what were the two that you were thinking
2: I was thinking of being a silver dragon
4: mm-hmm.
2: that still does. I was down to either fire or lightning, but I think fire.
5: So would you want to be – so like would your ancestry be like brass or gold or red? So
2: so it would so be silver, which is on the metallic side. Yeah. Um, and then uh, – but the attack of a chromatic.
5: Got it. So like a red dragon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. So you'll have the red dragons. Um, so you're silver, the way you look, but you're going to be, have the red dragon ancestry. So you're going to have a 15 foot cone for your breath weapon and a dexterity save and it's fire. Um, which we get to the breath weapon. Um, the saving throw is eight plus your constitution modifier plus proficiency, which you can we can get go, you a second. Let me go ahead and do my numbers mine are,
2: I have pretty good numbers go for it so I had a 17 16 14 13 11
5: okay
2: um, I mean 17 would go strength 16 would go charisma 14 would go constitution so I don't know if that I didn't have the chart up
5: sure go go ahead and start doing all that Um. And now, then,
2: now, do I need to get the modifiers first before I get the grand number?
5: Um or do I put the modifiers? first? No, put the big, big, put the big numbers there, and then you get the modifiers with the, that number. Okay. Um, and then while you're doing that, Aaron, did you finish? Yes. Okay, so you're a barbarian, right? Yes. All right, barbarians. Um, you. Uh, you got? Did you pick your skills? Uh, do we, oh, did we do any of this? Did you get your twelve plus? What twelve plus your constitution modifier?
3: Twelve plus my constitution modifier is sixteen. That's how many hit points you have. Okay.
5: Uh, where does hit points go? Um, it, there should be a line for HP that says like hit point maximum. Uh, one minute. I'm finding that. It's like armor class, initiative, speed, and then underneath it, you have hit points. Oh, I see. Hit dice. Got it.
3: Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Hit point maximum. Yes, yes. Got it. Yes, 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 yes. Uh,
5: 16. Okay. Um, you're proficient in light armor, medium armor, shields, simple weapons, martial weapons. That's all weapons. No tools. Um, strength and constitution is your saving throws. Um, got and it. you get to pick two skills from animal handling, athletics, intimidation, nature, perception, and survival. So you can do that. And then what you, you do it the same way you did the other ones. You check it, and then you add your modifier plus your proficiency because you're proficient in it. So okay. your equipment, you can either have a great axe or any other martial melee weapon, which we can get to in a minute. So just remember that. And then you can have two hand axes or any simple weapon. Got it. And then you also have an explorer's pack and four javelins, which is another weapon. So you can write that down. Um, I explained raging to you, but you can read it there for yourself. Um, And then this next thing is also something you should know So I told you that you're proficient in light armor and medium armor So you could that's what you can wear light armor and medium armor and you can have a shield But if you see here while you're not wearing any armor Your armor class equals 10 plus your dexterity modifier plus your constitution modifier Okay What is your constitution modifier your dexterity modifier
3: constitution modifier is four. dexterity is minus two
5: so uh, (laughs) So that would only be a 12. So you probably do want to wear armor yeah. Okay, cool. We'll jump back to Mav now. Um, you, your breath weapon is a 15-foot cone that needs a dexterity save. Okay? And on a fail, they take 2d6 fire damage or half as much on a on a pass. Um, you are resistant to fire, which means fire damage against you is only half damage. You also know common and draconic and then would you like another language?
2: Um Where's that list of languages again?
5: You can think on it too and come back to it. Okay. And what is your class?
2: I'm a paladin.
5: Paladin. Ooh, we got some we got some big boys in this cl- in this school. Oh, we're some hard hitters. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay.
2: paladins have extra strength and charisma so it plays right into the bonuses so it's just
1: further beefing Pal- you and i are gonna have to carry the charisma for the group yeah
5: palad paladam okay first you get plus two to your proficiency uh you don't have any spells as a first level but you do get some other stuff which we'll get to in one second so you've already assigned your numbers right
2: so yeah, let me go over the numbers. My strength uh, is 17, dexterity 13, constitution intelligence 14, wisdom 11, 16 charisma. So, so you, can you go over proficiency bonus again? So my proficiency bo- proficiencies are probably strength and charisma.
5: Yeah, so your proficiencies as a uh are wisdom or no, your proficiencies as a paladin are wisdom and charisma.
2: Oh, wisdom and chari- charisma.
5: But I think you also have strength from being a dragon. Okay. And that means that you get to add your proficiency bonus plus your uh, normal modifier.
2: What was my proficiency bonus? How do I calculate that? It's two.
5: It's plus two. Everybody starts with uh, two.
2: Okay.
5: That's on the chart that you'll, your level up chart, which you guys will get used to seeing. Um, And then your, what's your constitution modifier?
2: How do I make the modifier again? I'm sorry.
5: Your modifier is minus 10 divided by two. So what's the number for your constitution?
2: It's 14.
5: So two is your modifier Okay. Um, and that means you have 12 hit points. There's a line that says hit die and you want to put 1d10 and then you get to pick two skills from athletics, insight, intimidation, medicine, persuasion, and religion, which is written on here. You can check that and do your skills in a minute. Um, And then equipment, you can either have, you can have a martial weapon and a shield and a shield, by the way, adds plus two to your AC, just so people know. I don't think I mentioned that earlier or you can have two martial weapons. You also have five javelins or any simple melee weapon, so you can javelins are thrown by the way, so they're ranged. So you can either have five of those or you can have a simple melee weapon, whichever you pick. And then you can have a priest's pack or an explorer's pack, and then you get chainmail, you're wearing chainmail, and you have a holy symbol, which is sort of like how you cast it's like your spellcasting focus. Okay. And that can be whatever you want it to be. Uh, It can be like any object, maybe something in your backstory that will come up later. Um, Yes. And then the first thing that you get at level one is you have divine sense, um, which you can read here, but it basically lets you like sense good and evil type things. And you get lay on hands, which is like probably the most, one of the most important things you'll get as a paladin. Um, You have a pool of healing power um, and it's, it is the number you can restore a total number of hit points equal to your paladin level times five. So you have five hit points in your pool and the way it works is you can, as an action, you can divvy them up. So like if somebody is hurt, you can give like two hit points here or one hit point here, or you can give all five. Okay. However you want to do that. Um, okay, cool. And then we will get into spell casting later because you don't have any spells as a first level paladin. Now, Lauren. Yes. What is your race?
4: I am a half-elf.
5: Half-elf. Oh, yes. Also, what's your name? Yes.
4: Uh, Wenmay Motsk. (laughs) Motsk. (laughs) Motsk. Wenmay
5: Motsk. Um, Okay, half-elf. Half-elf. You know, my very first character was a half-elf rogue. <clears throat> and I was an archery rogue. So I stood at the back of the party and just like popped out from behind things and got sneak attack and, or something. I don't even remember. Maybe I was a ro- Maybe I was. I think I was a rogue. Anyways, um, it was a weird build, to be totally honest with you, but it was a lot of fun. Okay, half elf traits.
0: Any weirder than a gnome <laughs> fighter? <laughs>
5: <laughs> What's really weird is I know somebody that tried... No, I once played a tiefling druid, which doesn't make any sense, but it was amazing. Um, so ability score increase. So your charisma score is goes up by two and then you get to pick two other ability scores that you get to increase by one. Okay. How old are you?
4: I'm 22,
5: 22. Okay. Nice age. That's my age for the next two days (laughs) or one day.
4: Wow. Uh, Happy early birthday.
5: Thank you. Um, your alignment, we already talked about size. How tall are you? I am 5'7". 5'7". Okay. Uh, Your speed is 30. You have dark vision. Cool. Um, And then fey ancestry. You have advantage on saving throws against being charmed, and magic cannot put you to sleep. So you cannot be put to magical sleep, and if somebody's trying to charm you, um, you you have advantage on that throw, which means you roll two dice, take the higher one. Um, You also gain proficiency in two skills of your choosing so you can pick any go ahead and pick any two skills you want um mm-hmm. and then you know common and elvish and you get another language
4: i think i oh. think i'll do dwarvish
5: okay and also i've been thinking david and since everybody else has three languages i'll let you have a third language as well
1: well uh, there's also a little section
5: on thieves can't uh, yeah thieves well you can't you do know thieves that? can't too that's like um, this like symbols and sigils and stuff that the thieves use to communicate themselves like they leave uh, um, they can leave symbols around and signals and like where to go to like is this a safe uh, you know like establishment and that type of thing are are these friendly and they leave signals to each other with the thieves can I don't think I trust Noctis (laughs) (laughs) you shouldn't at first (laughs) if you're smart and what is your uh, class Lauren I'm a ranger. A ranger. This Ooh. is going to be an interesting party. I'm very excited for this. All right, rangers. I've also actually I've never been a ranger, but I played with a ranger that, and rangers later on get really fun, but they are also a little difficult. But that's the fun. Okay. So, looking at your um, table, you also don't know any spells to start with. Um, your proficiency bonus is plus two. Uh, go ahead and assign your attributes if you have not already assigned them. Everybody, scroll down, everybody else, and then Lauren, you'll join when you're done. Down to page um, 143. Um, and we're gonna do this. This is the, what we're gonna do next. Um,
4: I yeah. think I'm good.
5: Okay, so once can I you've ask got
3: one question before we we move on?
5: As long as it's not about weapons, and it's weapons. not
3: about weapons. Okay, so what is? For it? The saving throws, the number that we put on the line is based on the modifier plus the proficiency bonus, right? Correct. And then for the skills, is it the same
1: thing based Correct. on whatever skill? Okay, got
3: yeah. it. yeah.
5: And only the ones that you check, you get to add your proficiency bonus in.
1: Yes. Okay. Can, cool. Can I confirm something? Just because I, I don't want, I don't want to. Yes. Um, move on until I, I get it right. So Okay, so for the saving throws, I said, we said my proficiency bonus was two, correct? Mm-hmm. Everyone's proficiency. So my two proficiency bonus, or my two saving throws are Dex and Intelligence, if I remember correctly. Um, so like if my Dex modifier is three, I add two to that. And that's where I put out it. I totally that. blanked okay. out. Say that one more time. I was not listening So So like my Dex modifier is three. Correct. And I add the proficiency, proficiency bonus for five on my saving throw. Correct. Is that correct? Yes, okay. that's right. So, so I had that wrong because I'm glad. So I'm glad I asked. And then for the skills, is that this the same
5: process? But exactly with the, with, yeah. With the respective. Uh, yeah, whichever ones you checked, those are the ones you also add the proficiency bonus to. Okay. Cool. All right, Ranger. Um, your what's your Constitution modifier?
4: Uh, it is eleven. So, oh,
5: wait, sorry, one. So if it's 11, it's zero.
4: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's you, zero then. <laughs> you
5: don't round in your favor. It's okay. So you have you have 10 hit points to start with. Okay. Um, and then your hit die is 1d10 Put on the hit die line. And then armor, you're proficient in light armor, medium armor, and shields. You can simple weapons and martial weapons. Uh, and then your saving throws, which is what they were just talking about. You want to check strength and dexterity. And then you get three skills from animal handling, athletics, insight, investigation, nature, perception, stealth, survival, which you can look at later. That's right here in the book. Here's your starting equipment. You can either have scale mail or leather armor.
4: I'll do leather
5: armor. All right. You've got leather armor. You can have two short swords or two simple melee weapons, which we'll get to the weapons in a minute. Just remember that. You get a Dungeoneer's pack or an Explorer's pack. And then you also get a longbow and a quiver of 20 arrows. And then at first level, you get something called favorite enemy. So you choose a type of favorite enemy, which are listed here. Aberrations, beasts, celestials, constructs, dragons, elementals, fey, fiends, giants, monstrosities, oozes, plants, or undead. And it's
4: just uh, one, right?
5: Yes, you just pick one of those. Alternatively, you can select two races of humanoid things, so like gnomes and orcs as a favorite enemy. Uh, you have advantage on wisdom wisdoms or survival checks, excuse me to track your favorite enemy, so if you're trying to track them, you have advantage, as well as intelligence checks to recall information about them. When you, gain, when you gain this feature, you also learn one language of your choice that is spoken by your favorite enemies if they speak one. You choose an additional favorite enemy later on, so you can go ahead and pick that one. And then the other thing, and you can say it if you'd want, or you can keep it to yourself.
4: I think I'll do beasts.
5: Okay. And then the natural explorer stuff basically means you don't take any, uh, you pick a terrain and you don't take, the party is not slowed down when you travel through that terrain. All right, everybody, did did I do everything? Yeah, so everybody scroll down to equipment. All right, equipment. Okay, cool. So everybody, the, so, okay, so... (laughs) Well, I've talked about this before. I'm not a really big fan of the way they do coins because it's very confusing to me. Um, so the, when I play, I leave out, I tend to leave out uh, silver and electrum. So, or maybe I don't leave out silver. I, maybe I just leave out electrum because that doesn't make any sense to me to have something in between silver and gold. So copper to, is like cents, silver are like dollars, gold is like $100 and platinum is like is like, a thousand dollars, I guess. Um, that's kind of how I think about it in my brain. Uh, platinum is only rich people have platinum. A lot of times platinum is like more money than people have seen in their entire lives. Gold are like, if you're adventuring around, you might have some gold stored up. That's like your life savings. Um, silver is just, you know, silver and copper, are like your pocket change. Um, on the left, you guys can go ahead and use that for your starting money. If you'd like, it tells you how to do that. So two D four plus, times 10 is your gold if you're a barbarian, et cetera, et cetera, if you'd like to do that.
1: So the number before the D, the the amount of times you
5: roll it? Correct. So 4D4, okay. Um, And then armor and shields, this is what I said we would get to. uh, So whatever armor you chose, scroll down and you'll see how to pick your armor class, um, your AC. And you're going to put this in the little uh, shield-looking thing that says armor class on your character sheet so if you for example if you're wearing light armor um padded light armor is like the basic light armor um that would be 11 plus your dexterity modifier if you're wearing uh if you're wearing leather armor which i know some of you are uh that's the same thing 11 plus your dexterity modifier um and then medium armor hide that's all the way up to half plate, which would be 15 plus your dex. And then heavy armor, it's just uh, uh, ring mail, chain mail, point and plate, just have something set. And then a shield, you get to add an extra two. So go ahead and everybody pick their armor based on what I said you guys started with at the beginning. You said I
2: had chain mail?
5: I don't remember what I said. That sounds right, though. What are you? Paladin. Paladins have and and dragonborn it's it's class based so your paladin will start with chainmail okay
1: positive rogue starts with leather just regular not padded but just words
5: regular leather armor yes yes okay yeah so 11 plus dexterity
2: and so just to explain again so the modifier is whatever stat you're using minus 10 divided by two
5: correct okay and never round in your favor, dude. Yeah. All right. Um, so, like my armor, so my armor class
1: is, so my dex modifier is three plus correct. 11 for leather armor, so it's
5: 14. Correct. Armor class. Perfect. All right. Um, and like, you're in chain mail, right, um, Mav?
2: Chain mail, yes.
5: So yours is 16. Um, it's going to take a big roll. <laughs> and uh, so that, yeah, that's how that works. Uh, are, is anybody taking a shield?
3: I think. Wait, so. I am. Do we choose any armor from the class that you said we're proficient in?
5: No, 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 no. Remember when I said you have starting equipment? There's an armor listed there.
3: Oh, mine doesn't have any armor listed.
5: In your starting equipment?
3: Yeah, for. Barbarian, it says a great axe or any martial melee weapon, two hand axes or any simple weapon, and an explorer's pack
5: and four javelins. Got it. So you don't have any armor to start with. Got it. Um, so you're just freaking can, ripped.
3: But I can wear up to medium armor and a shield.
5: Correct. Uh, you can go ahead and take – so, yeah, you don't get a shield either. Um, but you – so remember that your armor class, remember what I told you it was? Your,
3: yeah. It's 12, right? Uh, oh, my armor class um, is – 12 yeah i think
5: okay which is better than you know nothing i guess that is nothing for you (laughs) um if you keep scrolling down we're going to get to weapons which i know is what a lot of you guys have been very excited about um so simple weapons and martial weapons if if your thing said you're proficient in simple weapons or you get a simple weapon or a martial weapon that's all of these um and then if it said a specific type of weapon uh, this is where you can look at it so the way these work are, for example, let's look, everybody look at the um, the very first one, club. So it tells you that it does one D4, which means you roll a D4 before you add your modifiers, um, and it does bludgeoning damage, and then there's properties on the right. So, like, if we look at the dagger, that does one d4 piercing damage. It's a finesse weapon. So finesse weapons mean instead of using, you can use strength, your strength modifier, or you can use your dexterity modifier. So that's why rogues have high dexterity because they use, they tend to use finesse weapons. Um, it's and then it can also be thrown. A dagger can be thrown. Um, so, if it says it's two, if it says it's a two-handed weapon, then you cannot also hold a shield, right? So a for example, in here, where is a two-handed weapon? A great axe is two handed weapon. So if you have a great axe, you cannot have a shield. At, well, uh, you can. You just can't have them out. You can't use yes. them both at the same time. So everybody pick your weapons. And then the way this works is this is when we're finally going to use those gray lines on the um, on the weapons thing. Remember that I said we'd get to?
1: Yes. I know you said that. I, I know you said that we. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But I know you said that we. You said I could do a crossbow. Is it going to be on the simple ranged weapons? I know there's one under Marshall.
5: There should be hand crossbow. And
1: down it's under the Marshall. bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Crossbow okay.
5: hand. You can have that. You're you're welcome. I gave you that. Thank you. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Thank um, you, Daddy DM. And the way that. Think, what? Do you think that we all need ranged weapons? I mean, probably not, because you have two completely ranged characters.
3: Okay, that's what I thought, because some of my defaults are ranged weapons, but I didn't think that it would be useful for my guy to have But, I mean, also, like,
5: it might be nice to just, if somebody's running away and you just want to chuck something at them, you know, it might be helpful. It depends. I mean, also, like, you could do something, like, I'm pretty sure one of your options is hand axes, right? Yeah. And hand axes, you can just use, like, hand axes, Mm -hmm. or you can chuck them. Got it. And then, so... Well, I'm gonna do an, an example here and then hopefully everybody can follow this. So David what weapon short. did you pick a short sword, right?
1: I did a short sword. So I have okay. a short sword two daggers
5: and the hand crossbow. Okay, so we'll go to short sword So that first one you're on that gray line. You're gonna see you have a short sword So your damage is gonna be 1d6 plus now you'll notice this is a finesse weapon So you'll get to add your dexterity modifier or your strength modifier. So which one's higher? My decks. Okay so what is your dexterity modifier? Three. Three. And then your proficiency is two? My uh, Yes, proficiency is two. Okay, so when you roll, you get to do plus... Uh, so when you roll your d20 to, to hit, you get to add plus five to that roll.
1: Cool. Okay, so where do I where do I put that? So uh,
5: I'm not looking... Let's see. So it says attack bonus. See where it says attack? So you write short sword where it says name in the gray thing where it says attack bonus, you're gonna write plus plus five, right,
4: Mm -hmm.
5: and then for damage, a short sword is 1d6, and then you're gonna add your modifier, so your finesse is plus three, so 1d6 plus three. So what that looks like is, I take my d20, and I roll it, and okay, I, I rolled a 10 here, but it's plus five, so I actually rolled a 15, so let's say I hit, then I'm gonna pull out my d6, going to roll my d6, I got a 2, but I'm going to add plus 3 for my uh, modifier, and so I do 5 points of damage.
1: Okay, so let me make sure I got this right. So the attack bonus is the proficiency plus dex. Correct. Me, right. So that's the Correct. plus 5, and that's for whether I hit or not, yes?
5: Yes, and then the damage, the damage. is the dice plus your... you don't use a proficiency for that one. So it's just plus 3. Correct. And then for the, for the people that are not using finesse weapons, which are mm-hmm. if you have like a great axe or whatever. Like, Aaron, yeah. what'd you pick?
3: Uh, I have a great axe, a hand axe,
5: and a javelin. Okay, so you have a great axe. So, for example, a great axe is a heavy two-handed weapon. So, uh, that means you're gonna do. So, you're gonna do the same thing, but you're gonna use strength. So, what is your strength modifier? Four. So you're gonna do four plus two. Mm-hmm. Is your is your attack bonus, and then your damage is gonna be one d twelve plus four. Got it. And you you don't have a shield. Correct all right, so has everybody got their weapons?
2: Yes I think um, Wait a second.
5: Last chance to a- ask questions I'll never answer them again
2: because because well, th- did, did, did my is the paladin the only one that has like a fighting style or is that everybody?
5: Uh, no that's like a special paladin thing I think okay. everyone well I mean some it's just a, that's just a different class trait thing.
3: So all of my weapons are going to be that plus six and plus four for the attack bonus and the addition to the damage.
5: Correct. But how much damage you do will be based on this chart. Yes. Like the dice value will be based on this chart.
3: Yeah. I got that.
5: Yeah. Oh, and then one more thing. If it says, see how a couple of these, Oh no, it does say, uh, it does say throat. Yeah. Oh, but you see where it says versatile. Some of these weapons are versatile weapons. Um, A versatile weapon means you can hold it in one hand and wield a shield or another weapon. Um, but it also means it also means that you can hold it two-handed. So if you see, like for example, Longsword is 1d8 slashing, but then it says Versatile and then parentheses 1d10. If you decide to use it two-handed, you get to do a, a d10 instead of a d8 damage.
0: I am going to be rocking a scimitar with a shield.
5: Jesus, that's cool as hell. Just, yeah we'll, so everybody told me a we'll little
0: gnome name. running around
5: with, <laughs> with <laughs> so we've got an we've got a scimitar with and a um, and a shield for our, uh karen for paramar we karen, have Karen.
3: thank you karen we have a karen in the group
5: for paramar what do we have
3: uh oh that's me sorry uh
5: great x okay noctis has a short sword right
1: I have a short sword, the two daggers, and the crossbow. Yeah. When
5: May obviously has a long sword or a long uh, bow, um, which is over here. 1d8. Um and what is Ocean doing?
2: I'm gonna do a great sword, I think.
5: Okay. Damn, that's cool.
2: And then I think I'm gonna do dueling too. Okay. So plus two to damage. Okay. And now, where does this go? Equipment?
5: Uh, it goes...
3: <clears throat> sorry, Evan, you go. You're the one in charge. Well, no,
5: no, no. I was going to let you go for it.
3: Oh, it goes in attacks and spell casting.
1: And just to oh, clarify... It's on page one. Um, yes, no. So the crossbow, the hand crossbow, because it doesn't say finesse, I don't get the plus three bonus on that.
5: Correct. And that's okay. what you get for fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> you also are you proficient in martial ranged weapons
1: am i proficient in martial ranged weapons not that i could i can go and check hold on because if you're is not then was... you also
5: don't get your proficiency bonus okay so that one which is why they give you a short bow instead of a hand cross
1: well if that's the case that i could just take i mean i could just take the short bow I have to yeah, hold on, let me see. I'm going to scroll my ass right back up to, to uh, the rogue.
5: And then that's pretty much the end of character creation. All right, are we ready? Yeah. Um, for the most part, do this. In the eastern region of Esseron, nestled under the gray Line Hills sits the city of Greenfeather. Under the rule of the experienced Queen Revelot, Greenfeather is a relatively plain and irrelevant town. No one important lives there, no one important goes there, and in fact, nothing important ever really happens there. Now, Greenfeather might not be that important in the greater political structure of Esran, but the folks that live there are happy to call it a home. Town lord Erling Thielen is getting later in his years and is happy to keep Greenfeather off of the radar. He ensures that taxes are paid on time to the queen, and in turn, she ensures the city guard has resources and dispatches the occasional knight to take care of a group of highwaymen here uh, relocate a family of owlbear there. They have a symbiotic relationship. This town is not uncustomed, however, to the occasional visitor, maybe a young boy just coming of age on a journey to join the Queen's Army, or perhaps an apothecary selling her wares from town to town. Tonight, a few visitors sit in the tavern, strangers to one another and the town they have found a bed in, having a drink and enjoying the night. A man sits on a bar stool, talking to the barmaid and making some new friends for the night. David, why don't you introduce your character?
1: Noctis Swift River hails from the small coastal village of Hunter's Wharf, right outside the trading border of. Uh, I need to figure out how to pronounce this. Of Uzroth, is it Uzroth or Uzrother?
5: Uzroth is how I usually pronounce it.
1: Uzroth. Okay. A quiet child, he found solace in quiet mischief and trickery, to the dismay of both his parents and the villagers. Soon, Noctis gained a reputation as a thief and a pickpocket and getting a particular talent for talking his way out of trouble. One instance, however, he was unable to talk his way out of. One night, a band of mercenaries came into town and Noctis thought it would be fun to do some light breaking and entering. He snuck in and took the first chest he saw and scurried on home. Soon, the band of mercenaries began knocking door to door, demanding information, and soon all of the villagers were pulled out into the town square. One by one, the mercenaries slaughtered the villagers, asking for their beloved treasure between each corpse they added to the pile. Finally, Noctis stood up in a wave of bravery, crossing the young boy's heart. Here, he screamed, throwing the chest at the bandits. Their leader, a man with a scar on his cheek and a crow crow tattoo on his forearm, just laughed and looked at Noctis and his family, eerily ecstatic, and simply said, this will not save you. (laughs) The bandits continued the slaughter. Uh, as soon as it was only Noctis and his family left alive, first his parents, then his younger sister, until the man turned to Noctis with a crooked smile. Should have never robbed this boy, and he raised his sword, and an arrow struck him right in the eye. He yelped, and soon a swarm of orcs descended upon the village. The mercenaries who stayed and fought were slaughtered, and the ones who ran, including Mr. Arrow in his eye, escaped far into the night. The orcs found Noctis bloodied, beaten and heartbroken i did this he said sheepishly clutching onto the only thing he had left the chest that he had stolen as he opened it he found two exquisitely made daggers and a single stone deep blue and more powerful than even the mercenaries realized resting in the middle of a silver necklace as the leader of the orcs looked upon noctus with pity he spoke my name is holg and you have nowhere to go human Come with me and prove your worth and you might be able to regain what you've lost and more. No human has been allowed to enter the capital city of the orcs, but I will take you there and let the half-orcs teach you their roguish ways. Years pass and Noctis learns to hone his skills as a rogue, training with orcs uh, and adopting many of their ideals and mannerisms. Soon Noctis's presence, uh, or sorry, soon Noctis's presence is requested by the orc leader, and promises him the one thing that he has yearned for since that day in Hunter's Wharf, revenge. In exchange for his talents, Noctis will receive the opportunity to go back to the continent and hunt the man who tore his village and family away from him. But revenge has a price and Noctis will soon learn that this is much more than just a simple plot for revenge. As he sails back to the continent of Esaron, he clutches the necklace he still wears, a reminder as it is underneath his cloak.
5: Oh, I love it!
1: (laughs) Hell
4: yeah!
5: (laughs) Two things. One, (laughs) I love that we're tell everybody. That's everybody's. Definitely has to tell their story. That's awesome, Um, and and it will help set the story. But remember that when you role play, you guys don't necessarily know each other's backstories unless you tell them to each other. Second thing: send me your backstories because I want to write them into the story because that stuff's cool. Yeah. Totally. Um, Oh, I love that so much! (laughs) Claps. (laughs) Thank you. That was very good. A few tables back, a group of misfits sits around another table playing a lackadaisical game of cards. Among them sits a woman who looks just slightly different from her otherwise mainly human card-playing counterparts. Lauren, why don't you introduce Winmay Motsk?
4: So I'm Winmay Motsk. I grew up as a half-elf to my full human dad. My mom isn't around, and we never really talk about her. Um, My dad is a farmer, and he raises animals in a remote town off the coast of Dalewyn. And this is something we didn't really talk about, but (laughs) he funneled some of the animals and supplies to Dalewyn in support of the resistance on the island. Um, So that's something that he sort of does in quiet on our remote farm. Um, uh, So he raised me to take care of animals and he taught me how to hunt with a bow so I can get food for the animals and I know how to hunt for myself. uh, so um, I decided one day to strike out on my own after my 22nd birthday seeking work as a mercenary in a distant town. Um, one day one of the animals came to the town that I was in and I got really worried because why would my dad send an animal to me while I'm striking it out on my own? That's uh, that's really unlike him. Um, so I returned to our remote farm and my father was gone. Um, all the animals had disappeared, and when I asked the local townsfolk, they had no idea who he or I was. Um, so I'm on a mission to find my dad and figure out what happened.
5: Oh, I love it as well. So good. I like that you added in the, the Dale wind like the the uh, fights among the elves, which is awesome.
2: It sounds like uh, the NFL draft, because all of us have tragic
1: stories. (laughs) I have my own graphic. Family was murdered.
5: I want someone to just be like, I'm really rich, and I just want to fuck around. (laughs) I actually played a character like that once. It was so fun. A few chairs over, also a party to this increasingly less interesting game of cards, sits a, a small fellow. At first glance, it appears that someone is on the hook for bringing a child to the bar. After a close inspection, the figure is not a child at all, but rather a fully-grown gnome. Colby, introduce your character.
0: So, my name is Kayran Boomier. I'm a 25-year-old gnome, and I'm an inventor for the Elven Royal Family. I come from a long line of inventors and tinkers who have worked for the Zilgyrus family, but only men in my family have worked in the shop. However, I am my family's only daughter. By the way, they call me Kay. No one else can call me K. Only them can call me K. But I had to start working because my dad got sick. And I expected the Elven royal family to send their best, best doctors and apothecaries to come care for my father. But as soon as he got sick, they kind of just disappeared, which is weird. But anyway, I'm gonna keep working. I kept working, and turns out I'm kind of hit or miss as an inventor. Uh, mostly miss. What What happens is, I make something and it works awesomely the first two times I use it, and on the third times, it always breaks every single time. And I'm about to get fired. But I heard through the grapevine that there is this gear of a rare metal somewhere in the western part of the continent, because I'm from the, where the elves' mm-hmm. um, kingdom is, mm-hmm. that could help me, and it will make all of my stuff work. So I am questing for that rare, um, that rare gear. While I was growing up, I had a lot, or not a lot, really just one. I only had one friend when I was growing up, but it was an elven night boy and he helped me learn how to fight because uh, I'm not very popular. Uh, I have this thing where I I normally start talking and I keep talking and I like telling people things about the world and I guess they think it's annoying or whatever, but I really like telling people how stuff works, Uh, but it got me beat up a lot. And this very nice, old boy, helped me learn how to fight. And when I was about to leave, He let me take one of his weapons, so I am off looking for this gear. Also, I I hate being called a dwarf or a halfling
5: or a child. (laughs) I love that. In the back corner of our tavern stands a shoddy table with two wobbly chairs. This table probably doesn't see much patronage as it's tucked deep into the shadows of the bar. Tonight, however, two hooded figures sit at the table, silently enjoying a flagon of ale. Two misfits in Eseran, trying not to turn too many heads. Why don't Aaron and Mav introduce your characters in whichever order you feel?
3: Paramar Sergione, I'm still workshopping the pronunciation of the name, (laughs) was born Verdin Tonzaru in the human town of Zarfis during one of the many (laughs) orc-human conflicts. His, mother was a pillage, or his father was a pillaging orc, and his mother was an unwilling, innocent human who was a victim and subsequently an unwilling mother. Verdon's mother took care of him for the first three years of his life, but couldn't bear to raise a child with orc blood and cast him away into the wilderness, far away from zarphis Over the next few years of Verdon's life, he lived a nomadic style, trying to find somewhere he fit in and could call home. Though he traveled far and wide, humans exiled him as an orc, and orcs exiled him as a human. After years of rejection and turmoil, Verdun abandoned his human name and adopted the elven name Paramar Sergion. He'd never met an elf, but they they were the only race he knew of that hadn't rejected him. Paramar developed an aggressive face and brawled anyone who crossed him to cope with his constant rejection, but deep down just wants to find a group that he fits in with. Right now, he feels like he's most at home in nature where nobody can cast him away.
2: And I am the one they call Oshin. Not the details of my childhood are pretty hazy. And unfortunately, most of it was told to me by one of my greatest enemies. What I have been told is that I was born in the world of Abir, which is the homeland of my people, the dragonborn, descended from the most noblest creatures, the dragons. I was born to forbidden lovers. To explain, there are basically two lineages of dragons. One that descend from Tiamat, the dragon god of vanity, of greed, of pure evil, and the god of Bahamut, the god of justice, peace, and tranquility. And it shows through your scale. So I was born with silver scales. I had family that had different colors, so it was very apparent that I was born, uh, that it was a forbidden love that made me. And so there was a council of dragonborn that decided ultimately between both families that I would either be killed or that I would be sold off, and I was ordered to be killed. However, the night before my execution, my mother took me from my bed and put me in the forest so that I may try to live on my own, well, and then left me. And then a figure approached me as a child, and it turned out to be a sorcerer. His name was Almim, and and took me with him to his house and took me to this land you call Toril in this new continent as you call it and then things start to go wrong this was a this man turned out to be a sorcerer that was infatuated with draconic magic and just found his prize to learning more about draconic magic and so i became the test subject for this sorcerer as a young child was tested upon tortured i had my scales ripped off all the name of science so this man could become a great magician and a sorcerer. And so most of my years were very much in suffering. Um, and then one night there was a ritual that was going to be performed that would ultimately kill me uh, so that this sorcerer could retain their true power. When his, his place where he was conducting business, it was engulfed with flames over the roof and then in came A several other dragonborn. This is the first time I had seen any of my kind since I was taken from my family. Uh, They grabbed me and basically take me out while uh, trying to disarm the sorcerer. The sorcerer attempted to make a move to ensnare me, but I break out from the grasp of one of the dragonborn and claw him, blinding him in both eyes before I'm eventually dragged out and away. I later learn this is a group called the Platinum Cadre. It's a very small group of dragonborn that's, that worship the god Bahamut uh, and basically become holy warriors in the name. And so uh, they don't really see much going back to the old world of A Bear, but in the world they live in now, being, bringing peace and justice and making sure that those don't feel as preyed upon uh, by people such as a sorcerer or any kind of political figures or or warlords, you name it. And so I learned under this platinum cadre, I eventually graduated and now I am on one single path and that is to find this sorcerer and bring the justice that he deserved all those years ago.
5: Bragging on the warpath. We love it. We <laughs> <Boom>. love it. <laughs>
0: All right. So unfortunately, that is where our recording cut off. So stay tuned to the next episode of Never Been Questing, which we have decided in the meantime what we're going to call this, uh, which is in your podcast feeds now. So we would love to see you there.